Welcome back to the Executive Burnout Podcast, Still Waiting for the Miracle. I'm burnout executive Angela Willows. We have misled the unwell and done a great disservice to those experiencing a professional burnout. Today, I want to tackle the great burnout misunderstanding. If you're burned out, you're tired, right? No, no, it's so much more than that. Keep listening if you want to be clear about what burnout actually is. What exactly is burnout? Now that I'm at the tail end of my recovery, I'm getting this question a lot, and I think it's really a good thing. My my friends and family have been with me on this journey, and that's been great. But it's becoming clear that they really had no idea what was going on. Um, all that they really knew was that I had become well and are now asking me the question of what exactly happened. Uh, and I'm glad that they're asking me that question because we do need to talk about this. Is it exhaustion? I mean, am I working too many hours and being sleep deprived for a long, long time? Is it like a severe clinical depression? Is it a physical reaction to extreme stress levels? Like, what is it? You know, I have had a hard time explaining it well to people who really have no experience or understanding of it. And actually, what I'm beginning to do is to describe it as a major rewiring of the brain caused by extreme stress, physical and mental susceptibility, and a toxic environment which leads to a physical and mental collapse. Now, you can imagine that even this explanation makes it difficult to understand. The thing is, when I get asked, I can see that people have already made an assumption about burnout on some level. And when it's shared with me, it sometimes shows that there's a lot of misinformation about what burnout actually is. And that's okay, because we must learn. Uh, We don't know, we ask questions, and we find out. The issue is that there are a lot of people talking about burnout, drawing incorrect conclusions, and perpetuating some inaccuracies about what burnout is. If I'm really being honest, I'm really worked up about this today. The narrative around professional burnout is actually making me insane. Burnout has become a really popular topic in media. So there's lots of articles on this that you can read. And it's no wonder because burnout actually is really rampant. It's absolutely rampant. I am regularly contacted by people either burning out or have burnt out or someone knowing an individual who is in that place right now. And what strikes me about so much of what I hear or read about burnout is that there's a lot of misunderstanding there on what it really is. So today, I read yet another article on professional burnout. It was another well-intentioned attempt to explain a health epidemic and a current phenomenon that is gripping us globally. And we have to tackle this issue. I mean, it's taking people down. Um, It's great that people are trying to pin it down um, to find the cause and also to get to the solutions. Uh, That's exactly what we need. I just have to say, in this case, they really got it wrong. I think that what got me was that the article pushed the great burnout misconception. That misunderstanding is the idea that the responsibility for burnout 
resides with the employee. And the article ignored the role that the employer has. Wrong, wrong, wrong. What made me angry is that their conclusion is a hot button for me. And that it's coming from a trusted source makes it worse. Now, this article was written by a well-respected organization that I have followed for many years. So maybe the disappointment lies there too. What I love about this organization is that their articles are research-backed. They also do interviews with the study participants to get a qualitative understanding of the issues. So they're doing the legwork. It's not just opinions and assumptions about a topic that they have heard about. So the conclusion should be accurate and supportable. You know, but sometimes the data doesn't give you what you think it does. So the research that they were doing was trying to understand why some people burned out and some people do not burn out. So that's a really important thing to try to understand. What they did was look at a group of people who rated their stress level as severe, very severe, or worst possible. So these are people which are under high, high degrees of stress. Then they, what they did is they segmented the two groups into those who experienced a professional burnout and those who did not. So they're coming at this from basically it's already happened or it hasn't happened. From there, they identified the difference in factors between those who burned out and those that did not. Now, on the surface, this is a really sound approach. Nothing wrong with it. Here's the thing about research. Your conclusions generally come out of the factors that you're looking at. And research begins with making a hypothesis. This, and, and that hypothesis might have some scientific basis, or it might be your assumptions or biases about um, the cause of burnout that you're trying to prove. So they run tests to find a pattern of data that either proves or disproves that hypothesis. So, but here's the issue for me. If you don't consider the real underlying factors that are the real cause, the actual cause, then the data might not disprove your hypothesis. So in, in the case of data, it's possible to find a pattern in data. It's possible to find a, a data pattern difference between groups that looks like a cause, and it can be a really compelling one. But that does not mean that it's related to the cause. It only means that the hypothesis has not been disproven. Now, after they confirm their hypo the hypothesis with their research, um, the researchers then can draw a conclusion about what they're seeing there. Now, why did I get so angry about it? Well, first off, because I knew that it was wrong. They used research to conclude something that promotes the biggest lie about burnout. So what was their conclusion that I was so concerned about? Well, here's what they concluded. That people with higher emotional intelligence cope better with stress. And you can imagine that as a burned out executive, when I read that, how I might have felt. As an individual who experienced a severe professional burnout, I knew that they had got it wrong. The great burnout misunderstanding is this, that somehow the burnout is your fault. That is the biggest lie you can ever tell a burned out professional. And we have got to stop telling people that it's their fault if they burn out. You did not burn out because you lacked skills or emotional intelligence. You might be wondering why they concluded emotional intelligence is a factor in burnout. 
you know, they used a sound qualitative and quantitative approach to study a serious issue. And they spoke to people and confirmed what the data showed them. But for me, here's the rub. Frankly, burned out people have changes in their brain, which is driving a pattern of thinking and acting, which is unconscious. That is to say that the burned out patient cannot articulate what is happening and bring context to it with their behavior. Burnout would have affected the answer they gave. So any inquiry around emotional intelligence is irrelevant. Burnout reduces your emotional intelligence. So let me draw the best analogy that I can think of. I want you to imagine a person that's been in an accident that led to a brain injury. So a research team wants to know what pattern of thinking or acting causes accidents. So what they do then is they compare the brains of people who have never been in accidents with the brains of patients with brain injuries from accidents. And unsurprisingly, they find there's a difference. The researchers then say, aha, I see this patient has a difference in their brain that caused the accident. In reality, what they're looking at is the injury. Instead of making the hypothesis that higher emotional intelligence makes you less likely to burn out, they might have also hypothesized that burnout reduces emotional intelligence. The exact same data that they conducted, both qualitative and quantitative, would have supported their conclusions. Burnout is brain science. So you can ask people a question and they will give you a well-thought-out answer that has nothing to do with the mechanisms for stress in your body. That answer is coming from the frontal lobe. That's the executive reasoning part of your brain. Every smart and well-thought-out concepts comes from that part of your brain, the frontal lobe, the executive part of your brain. Burnout doesn't happen in the frontal lobe. It's happening in the primitive parts of your brain. The amygdala is running a survival program referencing memories. Fight, flight, freeze. With adrenaline and memories driving what happens next. Your frontal lobe, that executive brain, doesn't know that's happening unless it's told what is happening. So ask a person who's under extreme stress how they're able to cope with it you get a frontal lobe answer. Why individuals like you burn out is incredibly simple. It takes three ingredients. The first is a toxic and stressful environment. The second is a specific susceptibility. And the third is the lack of support to cope. So really think about that for a minute. If a toxic workplace doesn't exist, the other two factors do not matter. That was what was right about the research from the article. Why did they conclude that emotional intelligence is a defining factor between those who became burned out and those that did not? In fact, intelligence, emotional intelligence does matter. You can stay longer in that environment. Emotional intelligence allows you to navigate, endure, and manage the stress of a toxic working environment for a longer period of time. 
When burned out individuals see articles like that one that are sending this message, it's telling people like you that you are responsible for this illness. If only you were emotionally smarter, you wouldn't be in this mess. Can you imagine a more cruel and harmful message to someone who is already unwell? Not only are we telling burnout individuals that it's your fault that you are sick, we are also letting employers off the hook for failing their employees. The issue is that we're not placing responsibility for burnout in the right place. We are not holding employers responsible for negative employee health implications caused by the work environment. Equally, employers are not required to support the recovery of employees whose health has been negatively affected. It is absolutely outrageous. Your employer makes you sick, blames you, and it's your job to reclaim your health. How can that be right? The great burnout misunderstanding gets perpetuated by discussions around how you can protect yourself from extreme stress by a self-improvement plan. What we should be talking about is how to hold employers accountable for the harm they do their employees. We should be talking about how to recognize unhealthy work environments and how to leave them. At the lowest point in my recovery, I had a terrible breakdown that led me to one of the greatest insights I've had. It got me on the road to recover, finally. I sat down and told my husband that everything that happened was my fault. I had messed everything up, blew up my career, put our marriage in jeopardy, my life on the line, and forced us to be in an international move. He disagreed with me, but that was my mindset. When I told my psychiatrist, this is what he said to me. Angela, I have been doing this for 30 years, and here's what I know. I have no idea why the brain does this, but it is the surest sign for me as a doctor that my patient is being abused when they blame themselves. There are no exceptions. You are being abused. The full knowledge that I was not the cause of being burned out changed everything for me. I mean, it meant that the answer, the solution, and the road to recovery was not in some kind of a self-improvement plan. There's no like emotional intelligence improvement plan that was going to be there. The reason I got so very sick was not because I was weak or less emotionally intelligent than the other people I was around. Therefore, the solution was to get away from the actual cause. The only thing that I became responsible for was reclaiming my life and my health. If you're sitting there asking yourself, how did this happen? I have an empathetic heart for you. The great misconception about burnout is that you are somehow to blame. It's a misconception. You are not. Right now, you might be waiting for a miracle. And I just want to remind you that you are the miracle. <laughs>